Hey team, Richard Tubb here with a very special bonus ode of Tub Talk, the podcast for IT consultants. Now, long-time listeners to this podcast will know I am a big fan, a big advocate of outsourcing for managed service providers. I used outsourcing to build my own MSP business, and I believe outsourcing, delegation, whatever you want to call it, offers MSPs the opportunity to grow their business so much faster than going it alone and much more efficiently than going it alone as well. So many longtime listeners to the show will be familiar with Uptime Solutions, who are a UK-based, but with a global reach, white-labeled outsourcing company that helps MSPs to outsource their NOC and Network Operations Center, their help desk, to free up their time to concentrate on what's really important, looking after their clients. Well, today we've got Uptime Solutions co-founders Bradley Mundy and Jason Kemsley to share some exciting news that will have repercussions for not just managed service providers, but for the whole industry. Brad, Jason, welcome back to Tub Talk. How are you doing today? Really well, thank you. Thanks for having us, Richard. Always good to speak. My pleasure. Well, you broke some big news for the industry uh, this weekend. And for anybody who's not seeing your LinkedIn post or the press releases or all of the buzz around it, uh, perhaps you can tell us, tell me what, what we're referring to here. For sure. So uh, Uptime Solutions and InBay, uh, another company based in the UK, we've come together as, as one organisation. So we've bought their NOC, their dedicated tech uh, and their RMM audits and pulled them into our portfolio to give us, give us a really nice, well-rounded set of products. That is amazing news. So, you know, I guess I, I should say for the audience, full disclosure, I've been an advisor to Uptime Solutions for some time now, and I agreed to that role because I'm a believer in what Brad, Jason and the team, what you're building Uptime Solutions there. So congratulations on this amazing news. First of all, I think it's a hugely positive step for everyone concerned. Uh, Jason, perhaps can you give us a little bit of backstory on how this deal come together? Yeah, sure. I think I think backstory is always important in context with these things. And often you don't get to hear it, unfortunately. But going back to 2022, um, InBay lost a, a sizable portion of its lead, leadership team. They moved on to new ventures in the industry. And me and Brad were sat there thinking, hmm, OK, we've got a complementing set of products here. No battle as to who the leadership team would be, etc., that you typically have with this type of news. And so the seed was sown. And um, as with anything, there was a process. There's there's lots of um, things you need to go through. But um, it just made a perfect fit. And and to run you through just a couple, as you know, and many people will know, we're light on sales and marketing. We do a lot of organic sales and marketing. InBay come with a tried and tested sales and marketing team. So slot straight in. Um, when you look at development, it would double the size of our development team. Again, slot straight in. So when we start looking at their products and services as well, and the fact we've already been working together, which maybe we can allude to a little bit later, yeah. it, it's kind of a perfect fit. And so it really is just that and, and hopefully will give us a phenomenal service catalogue. Yeah. Now, I know the CEO of InBay, Sean McNamee, uh, a little bit. He's a very smart man. Uh, so I can see why you've decided to work together. I guess we should rewind a little bit, though. For, so for anybody who is perhaps familiar with Uptime, but not familiar with InBay. What do InBay do? InBay are really, when you look at it from the outside, it's we're talking NOC, 
We're talking uh, so network operations center looking after that infrastructure 24 seven. We're talking dedicated tech. So uh, a tech overseas in one of a couple of locations that are full time for you, um, where the, the HR, the recruitment burden is all taking off um, of the MSP. They've got some RMM audits. So, you know, looking at your RMM software, where are you not utilizing it? Some script recommendations, maybe even implementing those. Um, and then we've got projects as well. You know, start to finish projects where maybe as an MSP, you're on site of the customer doing some of the other bits and then you need some hands to do the bits in the background. Um, so they're the four key areas, really. Obviously, all kind of perfectly and not help desk uh, and align into the help desk or on top of the help desk offering that we have. Yeah. And Brad, what what's your relationship with Sean and the InBay team been? Because Jason alluded to it there, but you've got, this isn't a new relationship. You have worked together for quite some time. No, we, we have indeed. So it's it's predominantly been with uh, with the UK team with the sales end of, of the business. So uh, when InBay come across a help desk opportunity, They've resold effectively the uh, the uptime solutions help desk for for some time, and vice versa. When we've had a knock only opportunity, or when they, someone wanted a dedicated tech because they felt that fitted better, we've then engaged with the Inbay team to to do that. So operationally, and, and getting to know their Sri Lankan team, that very very new for us because we haven't really had to look under the hood during that relationship so far. It's very much been sort of transacting on a sales on a sales front. Um, I've been working with Sean uh, for a little while. Predominantly, I've been working with him nine months, trying to trying to get the two businesses together. So uh, Sean's going to return to uh, he was the FD prior to taking his interim CEO role. So Sean will return back into the to the FD role where I think he feels more comfortable. He's definitely a numbers uh, a numbers kind of guy. So it really does work quite well in that instance. Yeah. So obviously there's lots more to dig into here, but for anybody watching this who's an MSP, familiar with outsourcing uptime solutions or InBay, there's going to be a lot of questions coming out of this. So first and foremost, what will this deal mean for MSPs who currently use uptime solutions or are a client of InBay? What's going to change? I think I can I'll talk about sales and marketing and then maybe Brad can talk about ops specifically from a sales and marketing aspect uptime had me um so uh, am I going to change no I'm not uh but no um from day one definitely some integration on sales marketing because um I've I've been doing a lot on my own and and it just doesn't make sense we've got a bigger team now that we can start utilizing um so integrating sales and marketing is definitely something that is going to take place from day one, but operationally, not as much as that, Brad. No. So we, um, as Uptime, have always talked about our our services that come from native English-speaking countries. So we've got our offices in the UK, the USA, and New Zealand. That will The help desk will continue to be provided from those locations. So we've, we've ended up with actually sets of products that won't ever really be integrated very much they're they're quite separate products in their in their own offering so so yeah not much is going to change certainly the plan for the first till until the end of the year is we've got an awful lot of understanding of the inbay operational side of things to to do so there will very much be getting under the hood really understanding how that product fits together and then really try and apply some of the uptime magic on those products we're uh, you know we're, we're both techs by 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 trade jason i know that you like to say that was uh that was a long time ago but we so we've always applied a slightly different spin 
on on our business it's always been come out from that that tech perspective how do we really drive up what we're delivering because that's what gives us joy is is really helping the end customer and so we're going to try and apply that to how do we take what is a really good service over there in the knock and the dedicated tech and how do we drive that up so hopefully the changes we see are going to be be positive that's what we're aiming for yeah and one of the reasons of course that we're recording uh this podcast this video here today is you know not only to share the great news of the industry i'm very fond of you guys i love the guys at inbay as well very proud of what you're achieving uk companies that have just changed the face of outsourcing um you know for the whole market here uh, but there's going to be so many questions coming from uh, msps clients uh, potential clients in the future and things but for existing clients brad if i direct this to you specifically what are you doing to make yourself available to answer questions from clients and before you answer that of course we, we we've got to say you know we've seen some mergers acquisitions within the market that's have caused a lot of upheaval and have been a negative. We'll, we'll we'll dig into that in a bit. I don't think that's going to be the case here. But what have you learned from those situations? What are you doing to make yourself available to clients specifically to answer questions? Yeah, transparency is going to be key in in this in this period, right? So uh, myself, Jason, and also Sean, we've made ourselves available on uh, the next three days. Uh, so we've got uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of of next week, really. Uh, we're going to be fully available. Uh, there's a booking link. I'm sure we can get this um, uh, shared out as part of this as well, yep. where you can book our diaries just to just to chat through any concerns and that and that kind of thing. Uh, and obviously, beyond the end of those three days, it's not like we disappear. It's just that we've got those three days really set aside. We're not going to be doing much else other than talking to partners about their concerns and what this means for them specifically. Myself and Brad have always been at the end of an email or a phone call. Um, you know, if if that little thing that you just need done, maybe is stuck in a process, or whatever it may be, is is we've always been around, and that will that that's going to continue. So, if you're not free for these three days, don't hesitate to still fire us an email or call. And um, yes, we might be travelling to do some stuff, but we're, we'll always get back to you. It's, it's it's top of our agenda. Yeah. I love how you've put the time aside, though, both of you, to just say, like, the, the diaries are completely clear. Just pick up the phone, give us a call. If you're a client, you'll get straight through. You know, I, I mentioned earlier on, I've been an advisor to Uptime, worked with you two for quite quite some time now. You know, I'm a big fan of what, you built, what you've built. Um, and, and the reason, I think, is because you are very personable. You're very technically minded, of course, in the background, but you're very personable, easy to get on with. And um, so that that personality and that human element, uh, Jason, especially, you're very well known in the industry out there. You know, you're very open, you're active on the Tech Tribe forums and things. So how are you going to get out in, in, in the communities and talk about this story as well? Firstly, thank you. That's, uh, some lovely words. Um, so I think the beauty of this is it's actually going to allow us to do more of that good stuff. First yeah. and foremost is, um, you know, there have been times where can't go to an event because we're we're working on these couple of projects or um maybe it doesn't quite make sense because we've got these other things on um we should be able to do more of that we now have a team that is purpose built for these roles and so um getting out increasing maybe that that speaking aspect or certainly myself and Brad are keen to um amplify our, our giving back to the community message with some some help desk stats and talks etc um but otherwise being present you know for the whole day where the news breaks i'll be on reddit tech tribe i'll be everywhere you can possibly think just trying to answer questions and trying to share 
that the intent in which this is shared is the intent that it's going to happen because I'm well aware that hasn't always been the case in our industry with with this type of news. So you'll see me at the next event and you can ask me the same question uh, as well and, and see see the face when you ask it because it will be the same. Well, I'll just share, I'll give people a peek behind the curtain here. Before we came on air and, and in the run-up to this news breaking, you know, speaking to Bradley, speaking to Jason about the implications and things, how this might be received. And I can tell everybody listening, these guys, and just before we came on air, these guys were saying, man, we just want this news to be uh, received uh, with the intent that it's meant, which is this is, you know, we're, we're going to be able to do more, better things for our clients and the MSP industry as a whole. So, you know, I, I want everybody listening to know this is this is genuine. This is not a cash grab. Uh, anything like that from the outside looking in, you know, this is a genuine deal where uh, Bradley, Jason, Sean, both organisations are trying to do everything they can uh, for clients. So I just wanted to throw that out there. But Bradley, I want to turn to you. We've already mentioned this briefly, but Uptime have got offices in the UK, USA, Australasia. Uh, InBay have got offices in the UK, Sri Lanka uh, that you talked about. What is the makeup of the new business going to look like? What's going to change in terms of the, the customer-facing side of things? Again, uh, we're not expecting anything to to, to change. We've got South um, South Africa as well in in the InBay team. They've got a, an office in South Africa. I didn't want that to get lost. That's, that's not being close. Yeah, thank you. Lines. That's going to that's gonna remain. So all of our offices are, are, are going to remain. We're going to continue to grow the teams in all of those locations because they all bring something different to, to, to the mix. And I think that's what excites me uh, about this is just the bringing together of all these, all these different things. Uptime has really sold our product in a very specific way uh, because of where our offices are based. So it just changes what we're able to offer and really brings in some of those messages. Ironically, that we've, we've worked quite hard to, to, to fight against, I think. is So it really does create a really complementing product set. Yeah. Jason, I'll turn to you. What do you think this merger is going to bring to the industry? Uh, what should MSPs who have never heard of Uptime, never heard of InBay, uh, you know, perhaps listening to this podcast or watching this video for the first time, what should they make of it? What's going to change for the industry as a result of this? I think, I'm biased, I, I think <laughs> firstly we should be incredibly excited. Um, as an MSP, the next five years and the previous five years have just seen your responsibilities increase. And that's going to continue, right? When the latest drone comes out, you'll have a business owner that thinks that falls into your support contract because it's a bit of tech. Your responsibilities will keep increasing. And unfortunately, the resourcing around the world is not going to improve in the next 10 years, 15 years. That's a that's a longer term fix, um, unfortunately. As a business and a vendor, I think to have someone with customer facing and industry facing people at the helm is is incredibly exciting i think that's something that some vendors really lack um that transparency that integrity i'm a big fan of authenticity me and brad talk about it a lot we think it's going to win over the next 10 years um but more importantly the word options for an msp at the moment maybe you work with let's let's give a, a more negative example maybe you work with us and now you realize you would like a dedicated tech you have to go find another vendor, you know, look at them, evaluate them. Are they right fit? Are they good people to work with? Does their product suit? What's the pricing look like? How do they build? And on and on. We're going to be able to, okay, that doesn't fit. We could sidestep over to here if that's now the right solution for you. You still keep your account manager that you know and love. You still get to keep relationships that you enjoy. And so having options, 
I think is the most powerful thing that MSPs can have as we move forward into the next five years. And if I may say so myself, having it with a business that I hope has built some credibility and some integrity just makes it a little bit better. Yeah. And to that point of authenticity, obviously, I've known you to uh, for quite some time now, worked with the Uptime business. Uh, love you guys, you know, and that must be apparent to anybody listening here today. I'm a huge fan of what you built there. But for anybody who doesn't know you, I just want to point out, you guys have been on Tub Talk on the podcast before. Um, and I should say, you know, for, for anybody who's unfamiliar with Jason Bradley, Uptime, InBay, go back into the archives. We'll include in the show notes link to previous episodes so you can hear and see the evolution of these guys but they are what you see is what you get they're genuinely uh good guys and brad actually i was on your i was a guest on your podcast uh your and jason's podcast uh a few months ago and we were talking about content creation and putting yourself out there for the benefit of listeners where what's the name of the podcast and where can uh people find out more if they want to listen to you and jason chewing the fat uh so it's called progressive mindset uh and it's something that we thought we'd do sort of very much outside of outside of uptime and what we do in the in the tech space it was more about helping entrepreneurs that are entering or in that early stages of their business deal with some of the challenges both uh, both the, the you know the mental challenges and how you overcome things going on in your own head but also business process and and how we overcome things uh, within the business and it should be available on on your chosen podcast player and all your favorite podcast players mm. and uh, yeah go and check that out the reason i bring this up uh, there's going to be a lot of people listening to this. There's going to be MSPs who are already clients of InBay or Uptime Solutions. There's going to be MSPs uh, perhaps heard of you, but are you know not unsure about outsourcing. We'll touch on that in, in a moment. There's going to be MSPs who have never heard of you. There's also going to be vendors uh, watching this with a great degree of interest for, for reasons we'll touch on in a minute. I want anybody you know uh, who's uh, perhaps watching this and seeing this news and thinking, how did this come about? Go back and take a look at what Uptime Solutions have done with the podcast, with the community engagement, with the authenticity. Put in Bradley and Jason have put themselves out there. And again, what you see is what you get. These are good guys. And I think it's a really interesting from an advisor, from an evangelist in this industry. It's a really interesting case study for anybody watching this vendor or MSP. If you are yourself, put your values out there. You are going to draw other people towards you who are not just clients, but employees, potential partners, as we're seeing here. So I'll get off my soapbox with this one, but I just wanted to put it out for the industry. I think this is a wonderful case study of how you can be yourself, but put yourself out there and good things are going to come as, as a result of it. So uh, I'll, I'll stop making you. you both blush uh, now at this point, but uh, um Jason, I'll turn to you. I'm, I'm slightly, not really a negative thing, but a curious thing here. You and I have talked about this offline before, but for an industry, managed services that encourages its clients to outsource. When I was an MSP, I spoke to my clients and said, hey, you shouldn't be worrying about your IT. Leave it to us. You can focus on your business. We all understand outsourcing. Managed services is outsourcing. Yet, Jason, I still know a lot of MSPs who do not believe that they can outsource their network operations center, their NOC, or their help desk to a company like Uptime or InBay. So let's use this opportunity with this news. What would you now say to those MSPs who either don't believe outsourcing can work or don't think outsourcing uh, would particularly be a good fit for them? What would you have to say to them? The first thing I would say is anyone and everyone that I've spoken to that has said outsourcing hasn't worked for them, has not worked with someone they trust. 
um, seems to be the the first thing, or the business in which they've worked with has not had goals that align with what the uh, they're looking for. Uh, so had one the other day. They're outsourcing to another MSP who, when they get busy, drop the ball on their stuff. It's, it's all just comes down to an alignment or or trust angle. Um, hopefully we've got the trust, but more importantly, over the last six, seven years since, you know, certainly we've been working together and doing some good things in the community. We have had so many MSPs and you might even know some of them that have said, I really want to work with uptime, but you just don't have the right service because I don't need those two services. I think that's what I'm so excited about with this is those people there now may be a service for that fits because hopefully we are liked. And that's certainly what they they said in, in those interactions. They really wanted to engage with us because they, they want to engage some of that assistance. But the packages didn't quite fit at the time. We were quite narrow in terms of our offering is is now there are options that, that will either end of the spectrum from fully outsourced to, to a bit of resourcing assistance to knock on infrastructure to just looking at your RMM one time we do have a and will have a much bigger catalogue so um, I think the only thing I would recommend is have a chat and Richard hopefully you will concur with this I I will tell people all day long if it's not a good fit for them and if, if as long as you're open and say this is my problem this is what I'm looking to fix if it's not a good fit, I will happily tell you it's not a good fit because when I next see you at an event in six months' time, a year's time, I'd like to be able to shake your hand and have a beer rather than uh, that awkward standoff because we haven't delivered what you wanted. Yeah, I think that's very true. And again, on the Tech Tribe forums, you're very well spoken of um, uh, for that honesty, for that upfront nature. And in fact, you and I were texting the other day. There was an MSP that um, that was introduced to you. You ended up not working with them because they weren't a good fit. But I spoke to them the other day and they speak so highly of you now. So again, another great lesson there. Uh, Brad, I feel as though I've been throwing the really tough questions at Jason. So I'm going to pick on you. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to turn to you for a moment. So we've got to address the elephant in the room. We've alluded to it, uh, but let, let's dig in here. So the MSP industry has seen some really big mergers and acquisitions uh, recently, certainly over the last 18 months. I'm going to put it out there. The M&A bandwagon has picked up a pretty negative connotation as a result of some of those deals that might have been good for the, for the companies involved, but really have just not been good for the MSPs who are clients. Um, why do you think this deal is going to buck the trend and be a success for the industry? So largely, I think this doubt comes down to um, it's always money, right? Is Money is the root of all evil, as they say. And the the deals that you're referring to, and obviously we're not going to name them, but I think there's there's one particular that comes to everyone's mind when you mention this, is there's investors involved. So uh, our transaction doesn't have any outside investors. And all obviously all investors want is a return on their investment yeah it becomes totally about the money what i love about what we've been able to to do here is because there's no investors no outside investment we don't have anyone to answer to so the values that we've built and committed to over over the years can continue absolutely if i could just add to that richard i think the key Please. word is continuity for me as well i think um to add to what brad said in most of these transactions, a month after, three months after, five months after, you start to see the A players, the people that really made it what it was, 
slowly start to disappear yes. and one or two maybe remain i'm afraid we'll still be doing podcasts together in three years richard five years <laughs> ten years whatever <laughs> pick a date um but the continuity the uptime leadership team are still at the helm doing hopefully what we've done really well over the last 10 or so years um with with me and brad spearheading for better or for worse I think it'll be for bad. Jason, I'm, I'm, you know, let's stay on that topic for a moment. Let me ask you, we, we've already alluded to this. There are a number of outsourcing providers available in the MSP markets. Uh, there's, you know, there's MSPs that do outsourcing. There's, there's uh, white label providers like yourself out there. I would say, however, very few have built the reputation that Uptime Solutions have. We've already talked about this. You know, I'm not going to make you blush any further. Um, or has the longevity that InBay has? You know, this is a tough gig, tough industry. InBay have done this for a long time. You're getting up there in years as well now in terms of uh, business maturity. How will you, Jason and Brad, maintain that excellent reputation that you've got, the high standards that have been expected now that you've joined forces? How are you going to maintain that reputation going forward with the cultural fit of two businesses coming together? It's a great question. Um <laughs> I think the first thing I would touch upon is they bring a lot of expertise to the table that we don't currently have. And I, I, I touch upon sales and marketing because it's it sits directly in my wheelhouse. But um, I'm not a salesperson. I'm not a marketing expert. But just in those two areas, they have tried and tested marketing people. They've tried and tested experienced, knowledgeable industry veterans to some degree in terms of they, they've been there and done it. And so there is a lot of knowledge being brought to this table. I think what myself and Brad have always um certainly over the last three four years um in my immediate memory is that north star why are we doing what we're doing as an organization and i think we've got that messaging affected to some degree and so taking that across to the combined is certainly one of the first tasks is making sure we're all swimming to the same outstanding level of service direction but more so it's going to give me more to right now i'm the person doing some of those things i'm going to be able to just be the filter for some of those things Yes, that meets our, our why and our requirements for high level. Yes, that does. Yes, that does. And equally with Brad on the operation side, which I'll let him touch on. So we're, we're actually gaining a lot of expertise we didn't currently have. And maybe we'll talk about it in just a second. But one of my biggest regrets is that we've done a great job, but we could have helped so many more people. We just didn't. We weren't able to get in front of them because we always prioritize operations because that's who we are. And so this means we can now reach some more people and continue to spread that message, which is super, super exciting for me. Yeah. And, and Bradley, you know, Jason's just talked about operations. I know you've probably got some to add. A, a story I want to bring up. I don't think this is common knowledge, but like I, I, I do want to shine a light on it. Uptime Solutions obviously have grown and grown and grown. You've been super popular for all the reasons that we've talked about, super successful as a result. You actually put a, um, not a block, but you slowed down the intake of new clients, new MSPs not so long ago. Didn't make a big sung and a dance about it, but I watched from the outside sort of looking in. But you did that because you wanted to maintain the operational effectiveness, you know, and we've seen so many companies in this industry, so many vendors who have, you know, they're burning brightly, they've got really hot, and they've had a flood of new MSPs and service delivery has plummeted as a result. So I, I guess there's there's another opportunity for that to happen here, Brad. So operationally, are you going to maintain that sort of um, a slow burn and make sure it maintain the focus on the operational delivery? I think it's baked into our core is that 
the the product that we put out is something that we're very very proud of and that's that's not going to change if we're not proud of it, it doesn't go out and so it was uh, i think it was nearly two years ago now when we um, when we paused sales is what we what we refer to it as and and i think our market as a whole at that time was for whatever reason seeing an awful lot of um msps outsourcing we were it was in the pandemic at, at the time so i think that was the shift and we saw a lot of our competitors just continue we we're hearing horror stories about slas and those kind of things and the moment we started to see a trend in our business where we weren't able to deliver what we wanted to deliver the moment the, the writing was on the wall this is where we're going to go that's when that message went out and we we spoke openly with those people in the pipeline hey we we just need to to take a breather you know we're not able to bring on people quite as quickly as we need to be so we're going to take a breather and it was responded to really well the people in the pipeline went you know what that's what we've heard that's why we want to work with you we'll we'll hold fire and uh we don't anticipate that happening again with this we're, we're going to grow to we'll be 150 plus people across the organization and we've got our academy where we're bringing people into the industry and those kind of things we've got a lot that we've put in place since that we've really learned from it and so actually we should be able to um to to ramp up as required and if not absolutely we'd do the same again is you know just going back to what i said to start with is it's always about the product we're delivering so if if that's in jeopardy because of the new business then we'll, we'll talk we'll talk to the uh the partner base in the same way as we did before. I think we we stand by that. It was a good thing to do. Good stuff. We've covered some tough questions here. You've both held up under under the pressure of my questioning here, doing my Jeremy Paxman. Um, let's get the real interesting question there, the really toughest question. Do you have a name in mind for this new business? Can we expect to see any branding changes? I'm thinking, is it uh, in, up, or something along those lines? <laughs> uh I think I'll, I'll touch on the now, Richard, and I'll let Brad do on the future, maybe. <laughs> Certainly for now uh, and for the immediate, both brands are going to uh, be maintained. Uptime has a lot of emotional meaning to a lot of engineers in, in Uptime, myself and Brad, uh, and many partners too. Um, and it's important that you consider that when you're, you're thinking about these things. Hopefully a sign of the thought and consideration that we're putting into everything here and, and how partners will feel. Um, Inbay has meaning to Inbay partners, Inbay employees. Um, so at the moment, we have no plans as to um, a name, etc. We're going to continue with the two immediate um, existing names, uh, and then Brad, maybe what does the future hold? I, th I think it's fair to say that at some point in the future, there will either be a merging of the two names, or or possibly a different name of of the business. We've we've I mean we've held on to Uptime Solutions since. For those that know our, our starting story, we were an MSP for a few years back in 2009. So it really did fit an MSP, but Uptime Solutions doesn't really describe what we what we currently do. So it, you know, it hasn't fit our business for, for a long time. But if you know, like Jason said, there's a, there's emotional attachment to, to to that name. So I think in the in the future, our, our partners can expect to see a name change of some description, but it's definitely not high on the agenda understanding the new products that we're bringing on and how we put them out that's that's number one and so we'll, we'll continue as we are as jason said and yeah. until such time it's the right thing to be thinking about and of course i was being facetious that's the least important uh part of this uh deal but we've here. thought about it we've thought about it of course you've thought about it everything. and i know people listening have been thinking about it can i make a suggestion though don't do the elon musk thing don't call this new business 
X, Y, Z or something along those, <laughs> those lines. <laughs> hey, Jason, I'll turn to you. Um, you know, to be a bit more serious again now, I think you've already um, elaborated on this a little bit, but what roles will you both personally now take in the new business? I know there's a lot I, I've been through mergers myself, done acquisitions and things. There's a lot of legwork to be done here. So this news is basically the tip of the iceberg. You've got a lot of work to do. What roles do you envisage you both taking in, in the future organisation? So um, it's really easy. Uh, and I know I'm repeating it, so apologies, but um, sure. the exact same. So uh, we're, we're both direct, going to be the directors. Um, Brad is going to be taking the CEO role um, in particular. I'm going to continue in my role of you know, looking after the sales, marketing, onboarding, et cetera, um, and sort of that external advocate or whatever title you'd like to put on that. Um, so the exact same. And then in the uptime leadership team, we have service delivery managers, onboarding managers, et cetera, which will continue in their exact roles as well and come across. So there's no role changes or changes in who you should speak to for certain things. Got it. Understood. And Brad, I'll turn to you. I'm just intrigued. You know, I mentioned about my experience doing these things. I've, I've been looking on from the outside in as an advisor on what you've been doing on this merger process. What have you both learned about the merger process as a whole? What has surprised you about it, Brad? The length of time that these things take, I think, <laughs> is the, uh, the real we thought, and certainly on both sides, were talking about this, this being done much, much earlier because there was a real need from the in-base side that got an interim CEO. It just needed to be done quickly rather than sort of sitting in limbo. And Sean's done a fantastic job. I'll throw that out there. That I really, you know, seeing what he's done in that business in a short period of time has been great. But aside from, aside from the time, I think whenever there's a, a merger, an acquisition of anything, is that the negotiations are, are tough. And it's and it's always if there was ever some you know maybe an advice moment is it's okay to you know, towards the end of the deal if it doesn't feel right it's okay to it's okay to renegotiate and make it feel right and and a good deal they say should feel uncomfortable on both sides and that's when you that's when you've got it right so uh, I, I I think it's yeah it's it's been a real learning experience um, and it's it's difficult to get into to some of the details where we've learned but I think as an overall it's uh, it's it's tough and it's it, it's draining and. You've got to put aside this thing that you've built is it, we often refer to our, our businesses as our babies. Um, and you've got to understand that babies turn into, you know, to toddlers, et cetera, and young children and, and they grow up. And so a business has to change and mold through, throughout that process. And it's important to enjoy the journey and, and not be scared of it. And just to add, Richard, if I, if I may, Please. I agree with Brad, you know, it's, it's, it's been tough. And I dread to think how tough it would be if it's not a good fit merger. You know, we haven't had to discuss redundancies because there aren't any. We haven't had to discuss changing roles. All of these other things that typically go into mergers. And it's still been tough and stressful and um, every other word you can think of long, like Brad said. So I, I just I think, Brad, you know, we're fortunate. I, I guess, it, you know, we some, you somewhat architect your, your luck. But um Imagine if it was one of those complex ones that had lots of moving parts to overlap and you need to make those decisions. Um, that must, you know, I, I feel, really feel for those people to go through those ones because this was tough and it, it's an organic fit. It's a nice, um, relatively easy, straightforward puzzle to put together. Bradley, I'm intrigued as well. I mean, I've spoken to you both. I consider you both friends as well as the work we've done together. On a personal level, Bradley, 
I know, and this goes for Jason, of course, and the entire team, you've worked incredibly hard to build this business. You're two young men with a lot of energy there, but even so, you have worked harder than most to, to build this reputation, to put it out there. What does this deal mean to you? And, and I'll ask you both, but Bradley, first of all, what does this deal mean to you? I, I look at things in a very uh, a very linear and logical way. And for me, <laughs> this, is just, this is just the next stage. So Uptime founded in my second bedroom. And so there was a time where we had to make that leap to go and get some office space. That was a big deal. Uh, then you move in and you get an entire floor. And that was a big deal. And they were opening offices on the other side of the world. You know, again, so as as the business grows, we've just always, we did a podcast um, a, a little while ago where we talked about thriving in, in the uncomfortable. And so this is just that next big leap that really is, is sort of energizing us and, and charging us. We're going to be dealing with different cultures that we need to to bring into the business. And that's the bit that excites me is we've we've demonstrated that actually we can take the the uptime values that we built in the UK and we can apply them in the US and New Zealand that have very similar cultures to us. Now the exciting challenge is, is going out to South Africa and Sri Lanka and bringing them into our culture. Uh, so that that's the exciting bit for me. Jason, and, and what about you? I, I completely concur, Brad, probably said it better than I could there and I started reminiscing for a minute back to the second bedroom and it would walk down to the little uh, chicken shop Brad to get some lunch because the phone hadn't <laughs> rung for two hours uh, it's, a, it's a really organic and, and nice story that is lovely to think about I guess from I'm the same as Brad I'm super excited for the next the next stage and having to evolve my capabilities uh, and our capabilities um, as leaders or whatever you'd like to label us um what i'm more excited for and possibly shouldn't share this so brad maybe don't listen for a second but, um there have been times in uptime's history where you see competitors doing that event that you can't do because you don't have you're maybe not doing the marketing budget for it or they're doing a price promotion that you aren't doing because maybe you haven't got the budget for it we for a long time focused on operation first and well still to this day um operation first and so sometimes it was quite frustrating that we were like the best kept secret in the industry yeah. um because i, I just I'm, i hear these people that or I see them on the forums that need help and then someone will respond try this try these people these people and we weren't maybe one of the names and so i'm really excited that now we've got a marketing team a sales team so that we can actually start to show people that there is a better option out there um and that's what i'm most excited about because helping people is what what spikes my adrenaline um and hopefully we'll be able to increase that i think you absolutely will i hope it's really clear to anybody watching this or listening to the podcast these are two genuine guys if you've worked with uptime solutions or if you know of uptime solutions you'll know they have a ton of raving fans in this industry which is so rare and they've done this through hard work through integrity through authenticity authenticity through honesty through being themselves and putting service delivery put in uh, the, the customer the client uh, first so i think for the whole industry i say you know you are very well uh, respected very well liked congratulations on this deal you both absolutely deserve it uptime solutions and inbay i think is going to be a winning combination and you know i guess to close our conversation here today 
what can we expect? And Brad, I'll turn to you first. What can we expect to see from Uptime Solutions and InBay over the next 12 months in the short term? Uh, so up, up to the end of the year, uh, just more of the same. Certainly, we've, we've got a lot to be understanding, as I said earlier. I think going into 2024, we're going to be looking at our automations and you know, possibly some software products that we can uh, we can deliver to the market as well. We've got lots that we talked about our uh, our AI triage a little while ago yeah. and the amount of emails we got saying, hey, how do I buy this? Okay, well, that, that wasn't our intention, but we've got some great stuff we're using internally that potentially over the next 12 months, we can begin to release to uh, to partners so that they can make use of, of the hard work that we're putting in. But uh, there'll be lots of making ourselves more efficient so that it benefits our, our partners. And when I talk about efficiency, I don't mean the normal M&A, well, we're going to you know, <laughs> reduce the back office staff and all that sort of stuff. I mean, in terms of the technologies that we're using and implementing for our partners. Yeah. And and Jason, you, me, Brad, uh, we hung out in Las Vegas recently for CompTIA ChannelCon. We did. I should say, for, for the benefit of listeners, this is not our normal MO, is it? We're normally at events in, I don't know, Warrington or... <laughs> <laughs> with no disrespect to Warrington, of course. Um, but it was really good to catch up with you both. You were both still in, you know, in the final stages of that merger. Jason, are we still going to see you out on the road? Are we still going to see you at events? Because you're a big part of the Tech Tribe community. You're a big part of the CompTIA community. Uh, what's this going to mean for you uh, getting out on the road and seeing people? It's just going to increase. Um, we now have more to offer um, in some areas, some better offerings to offer maybe and with more capacity so uh, that will only increase the the beauty of this you know over the last couple of weeks i've been speaking we've spoke a lot richard spoke to a lot of news outlets and and these different types of um people and communities and peer groups that i didn't even know of before um and so that's just going to increase and and the visibility will always be there so if you if you do see one of us at an event um please come and stop by we've got a pretty busy diary for september uh, including a couple of events a pretty busy october with events as well so please just come over and ask us any questions even if maybe you're going through some sort of maybe you're acquiring an msp and you want to ask some questions you know we are we are open book yeah absolutely well congrats again and and for the benefit of anybody uh, listening watching this we're going to include everything we've talked about here in the show notes uh, I'll include a link to the press release. We'll include a link to InBay. We'll include a link to Uptime Solutions. Previous podcast that we've been on, Brad and Jason's own podcast as well. I want you, you know, I think this, uh, my motivation for doing this uh, session today was I believe this is a real feel-good story for the MSP industry as a whole. It's two uh, genuinely good people in Jason and Brad, a great company in InBay coming together and I think, you know, after a lot of negativity that we've had in the industry around mergers and acquisitions, I believe this is going to buck the trend. This is going to show people how it can be done properly. So congratulations again. Could Jeff. I add one thing, Richard, if possible? Yeah, go for it, mate, please. There's there's one really important question uh, that we haven't answered and that the audience will be eager to know. Uh, Richard is still going to be advising us, so no mistakes can happen here. Uh, the the man you trust and listen to is is going to continue to help us to make sure those those customer facing views are seen and heard and and um, and always shouted about. So uh, I know that might be the biggest question on everyone's mind too. So just want to add it in there. 
<laughs> well, it, you were doing so well up until now, Jason. People thinking, <laughs> oh, Jason and Brad, they come across as good guys. This Richard fellow, I'm not so sure about. But uh, <laughs> thank you. It, it has been my pleasure to work with you. I'll say that publicly. And you, you know that I love you guys. And I love what you're building there for the entire industry. I think it's a, a shining light of how this can be done in a really honourable way. Uh, ethical and um, authentic way. So thank you again for allowing me to be part of that journey, but all credit to you too for getting this work done. As we draw to a close here, I guess there's going to be people listening who are, uh, if anybody listening is an existing uptime client, uh, uh, an in-bay client who have got questions, or an MSP that just wants to speak to you about this process, how can they reach you both to continue the conversation? Jason, I'll, I'll, I'll get to you first. I think LinkedIn has become a great option for everyone nowadays if maybe you, you just want to fire a message or something. Um, we're both going to be super active on Reddit, Tech Tribe, just making sure we're, we're trying to watch everything. It's very difficult to see everything, but um, we're going to be active on those as well. My email, jasonk at uptimesolutions.tech. Um, and you are more than welcome. It might be dangerous, Richard, but I'm happy to share a contact number as well that goes straight through to us if that's a if that's a good idea. We'll we'll do that. Yeah, we'll put that in the show notes uh, for the awesome. benefit of people there, so they can check that out. So, Brad, you know, where can people find you online? What's the best way to, for them to reach you? Much much the same. Uh, I'm I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I'm probably not as active as as Jason, who's very much become the face of our brand. But I'm 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 there, and I'm open to uh, to receiving a message to ask about anything you might have. Uh, otherwise, my email address, bradleym at uptimesolutions.tech. And, you know, guys, I've got to update my uh, contact list. I realized the other day I'm still emailing you. Uh, I think it's uptime.it, which was your MSP address. Was, yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah, know yeah, how many years ago. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's an embarrassment for me. But it still gets through to you, which shows Absolutely. your attention to details. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, Jason, Brad, I really appreciate your time today. Huge congratulations on this. And again, for you know, we will revisit this in the future, the good, the bad, uh, and the ugly, uh, to see how things go. This is going to make a fascinating story, but I truly believe this is going to be a really good thing for you and for the industry. So Bradley Mundy, Jason, came with me. Thanks so much. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you, Richard. Hey folks, Richard here. Thanks for listening today. I know you've got a ton of options for who you listen to nowadays, so I really appreciate your support. Do you have any feedback on this episode? Ideas for future guests? Tweet me at Tubblog using the hashtag TubTalk. I respond to every tweet and really appreciate your feedback. Hey team, this is Richard again. Just one more thing before you take off, and that is MSP Insights. Now, every Tuesday, I share my thoughts on the business of IT with you, the managed service community. Thousands of managed service providers already subscribe to MSP Insights. It's easy to sign up, easy to cancel. MSP Insights is basically a short email from me every Tuesday without fail with advice on growing your IT business, plus cool resources I found, discovered, or started exploring that week. It's kind of like my diary of cool things and often includes articles or books I've read, tools I've discovered and events I think you'd be interested in, often sent to me by my friends and Tub Talk podcast guests. So if that sounds fun, a short tiny bite of MSP goodness every Tuesday and you'd like to try it out, just go to go.tub.co forward slash Tuesday. That's go.tub.co forward slash Tuesday. Drop in your email and you'll get the very next one. Thanks for listening.